And now a word from our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Well, first of all, it's free. And who doesn't love free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And that way we can get closer to the bag. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Ali Family Podcast. Yes, you are joining us for season two, episode one. Brand new season, brand new episodes, brand new energy for the Ali Family Podcast. In between seasons, we got a chance to get some updates, update our shooting schedule, give you some more content. So we're really looking forward to bringing all of this new information to you, creating a new environment, the visuals, the sound, the audio, all of that good stuff. So here we go. You might be listening to us on different platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, that could also be Spotify new app. We'll get more into that. You might start to hear us on some other avenues as well as we've reached some milestones that have allowed us to grow our audio. So really things that we'll share more about. But I think we can jump in. It's been a little bit of time between. I think health-wise, I'm feeling as good as I've felt in a long time. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good, too. Physically, mentally? Well, at the moment, I'm a little tired. But otherwise, I feel pretty good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge how we're feeling what we can do, what we can't do. That's that's really a big part of life. News that has happened between the time that we shot so we can just bring some updates. Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. It's new to some. A lot of black people all across the country for years have been celebrating Juneteenth. We think about it as a reunion, kind of like a chance where we know We'll get a chance to see a lot of the black people in our city. It's like that in a lot of other cities. So for us, I think the things that we've looked forward to doing have been the same. As far as just the community that we're already a part of, but the national recognition of it being a holiday is a step from America. I don't know which direction the step is going, more to come, but it's a step. We want to see if this is the end or if this is just one check mark as a part of the Black agenda. And reparations is also a big part of what a lot of us want. We've seen some progress with recent law, most notably the the Chauvin case. I know. That was a little controversial with the amount of years that Chauvin got, but he did get years, about over a little bit over 22 years, which for some it wasn't enough, but previously that would have been a police officer that just got off. Some are aligning these things and starting to see that we're going in a direction. So we just wanna see what the next steps are. I think a lot of people will benefit 
the day off. But there's a little controversy there. As far as the holiday side of it goes, that black people are able to really fully experience that holiday without any threat or fear from their job. Taking that day off, a lot of people do work in businesses or not even just businesses, but a lot of places where that day isn't a guaranteed day off for them, even though it's a holiday, especially if you're in retail or shopping centers, malls, grocery stores, a lot of, whether it's driving, Uber, Amazon, you know, will those companies also take the step up and provide a paid day off where they can go a day without business? Because we know the white collar jobs will do that. They'll close the office. But for the people whose jobs are considered to be essential, those are the people that also need that day off. We'll be okay if there's a day where people don't work as long as it's for that right reason. And this is the right reason. What do you think? I think having it be a federal holiday is a good thing. We don't know what that might turn into for the future, but it deserves holiday level of recognition. Last year when George Floyd was murdered, right around that time or shortly thereafter, a lot of companies started coming out and putting out a, a statement about how they're not racist, how they stand behind the black community, outwardly delineating themselves from blatantly racist society. That's what it feels like. It's like America saying, hey, we're not racist. Of course, it, you know. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. But I feel like it's that type of motion. So I just don't want it to stop there. You gotta hold those companies accountable and all of the things they said they do, we need to see if they've done them and really hold them accountable. Company put out their 10 point promise of how they're going to do X, Y, and Z. Make sure that we're holding not only just the government accountable, but all of these corporations as well. Because the other side of Juneteenth is slavery. And that's something that you don't hear a lot of companies or the government mentioning. We'll talk about celebrating Juneteenth, which is the ending or not even the ending, but the final slaves found out about their freedom during that day. So it wasn't even necessarily just acknowledging the ending of slavery, really holding America to the point of saying that this is a system that was evil, was wicked, was not for us as black people, and that there's reparations that need to be paid as a payment for slavery. and. Jim Crow and all of the other things that were connected to that post Juneteenth time or fast forwarding it to present day, looking at a lot of the companies and corporations and government and really seeing where we at with reparations. So if you're listening, we still are asking everyone to call and get in contact locally with their senators, city councilors about HR 40, that's still a thing. It still needs our attention and support. So we can celebrate Juneteenth and still push forward with how reparations and the other things that we need can continue as they're supposed to. Just before we hop into our next topic, I know I made a few references to some different audio platforms that people might be able to find us on. We recently reached a milestone on Twitter that will allow us to hold Twitter spaces, which is really cool. So high five with that. Nice. 
between the last time that we shot and now, we really just looked at some of those goals that we wanted to reach and achieve on social platforms to allow us to really expand. And that was one of them. We were really able to tap into the community of people that also have shared thoughts and wanting to see information relating to the Black community, Black love, Black excellence. We'll be able to share more of our content with you that way in between our episodes. And then there's also the Green Room, which is a new social audio app, which is similar to Clubhouse. I think that's one that a lot of people refer to. And that is something that also will give us an additional way to do some podcasting, audio podcasting, and have a different way to interact with people that we might talk with in the audience that might have questions for us real live time while we're shooting the podcast. So that'll be a cool experience as you come in to your viewing us on YouTube. You will also be able to see some audio on the screen and hear some of the back and forth that we've had on the app Green Room. So that's definitely something that we'll be doing coming up really soon. Definitely look out for us hosting some Twitter spaces and on Green Room as well. We have a running joke. We're kind of the versus recap podcast. <laughs> it's really a celebration of black music, which we look at it as celebration of black excellence because black music is black excellence. Just some quick thoughts on some of the different verses that's happened. Three of them have happened since we've shot. So we're gonna just share who we think won. If there was any moment during that performance that really stood out to us and who are we looking forward to the next one? Because I heard there might be some future contenders out there. The first of the versus battles were between rappers Trina and Eve, which is really exciting. So Trina was in her hometown of Miami, Florida. She was in sort of like a concert hall. She was on a big stage, DJs behind her. Who's there? Hands in the air right now. Who's there? Full audience. And then Eve was in a remote location. She was actually in London. That's a perfect way to start it off. I wish I was in the 305 with y'all. You know how much I love Miami. Yes, You know yes. how much I love Miami. No doubt. But we live from London, England. So the optics were, were different. That was cool. We partying with y'all all, all around, around the, the world. world. And wherever you at right now, wherever you watching, put your hands in the air. One hand up right One now. One hand up right now. What I really appreciated about this verse, the ladies were so complimentary of each other, really like each other and support each other's music. They talked about knowing each other for 20 years and being cool that whole time. So that was cool to see from lady rappers. And in terms of the performances, Trina had great stage presence. It was, she pretty much had her own concert over there. She worked the stage and Eve would cheer her on remotely and, and vice versa. When Eve was doing her thing, Trina was walking to the beat and they were singing the words or rapping the words of their songs. I'm not surprised just because of the type of music that Trina makes. She had a lot of the audience feedback to that energy of the room to work off of. And then yeah, Eve enjoyed her lyricism. I think I'd probably say Trina won for the performances while Eve won for the actual songs, lyricism. So that's my take on that one. I'm gonna jump in and recap the Soldier Boy Bow Wow versus. Last year, Soldier Boy started to get a lot more respectability in hip hop. He had his 
viral moment. Yeah, Drake! <laughs> Drake! <laughs> and just talking about all of the things that he started first. Hold on, you taught Drake everything he know. Y'all ain't hear Drake on his first song. Tell me what's really going on. Drizzy Drake back in his thing already. What's that? That's oh, soldier. It's like a running joke that he started everything first. He mm -hmm. he was the first rapper to put music on YouTube as a way to get in the music industry. So that's really cool. Just of us also being a part of that YouTube community that really changed the way that music is really being put out these days. And if you look on YouTube and search, the number one things on YouTube now are music. And that wasn't like that before. So definitely have to credit Soldier Boy for that. I was listening to him recently and he said he was the first rapper to have an iPhone. And I actually believe him because he was signed to Interscope and Interscope was being run by Jimmy Iovine who had a really great relationship with Apple, if you remember, Jimmy Iovine is the same person that brought the Beats by Dre deal from Apple to Dr. Dre and also has done a lot more product placement with Apple to help get their iPods and iPads and their different products into different movies and music videos. So Soldier Boy having the first iPhone is hilarious to me, but also really just a flex that you would never really know. And just the way that he hacked the system of getting into the music industry out of that desperation of wanting to provide for his family. I was able to have a lot more respect for him after just hearing him talk more after the verses. So for me, once I hear people after the verses start talking their stuff, that kind of gives me that value point of saying, okay, I think this person won. During the battle, it was close, but even during the battle, I thought Soldier Boy won just based on his more current hits. He has everybody doing the soldier. Clap, clap, clap. Every time I go on TikTok or Instagram, I'm seeing somebody doing that challenge. And he might even have a new challenge coming on now. So for those purposes, I liked it. His dancing of taking it back to doing the Soldier Boy dance. I don't know, not one person that's never tried to do the Soldier Boy dance at least once. You might not have tried to do the whole dance, but maybe a little left, right, you know, a little something. So it was cool seeing that. I think they both are young people that have made good music. Bow Wow has done more as a kid. I think more recently, Bow Wow's done a lot in his movies and through TV, especially through TV, that's really taken his legacy to a whole other level. But they both really had a good performance. I would give the slight edge to Soldier Boy. Him dancing being my funniest and most memorable moment, I think I'm complete on that one. And most recently, we had a surprise pop-up versus between Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat. We're from the same city that Bobby Brown is from, so I went into this a little biased. I thought Bobby Brown was gonna win, mm -hmm. but I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, Bobby Brown made it close. He had some good hits solo and with New Edition, but Keith Sweat, Keith Sweat had them jams, man. Keith Sweat had the jams, the dance moves, he wrote a lot of songs for people that really just, we didn't even know. Guy, Johnny Kemp, those were a few that just caught me. I'm like, okay, he got into a little, 
and even more. But some of those ones, I'm like, okay. And then he still had the same voice. You know, he still sounded just like the music sounded when you listened to him on the Keith Sweat Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still pretty relevant through his radio show. But Bobby Brown was more relevant because they did the new edition Bobby Brown docuseries. So I think the cultural relevancy was there for both of them. Keith Sweat was just dancing. He had his, you know, his fresh fit. Bobby Brown showed up looking like a Boston brother. He looked straight like he's from Boston. He had his cap on, his leather jacket, his t-shirt. I, I could go to the corner right now and show you five people that look how Bobby Brown came out. So he definitely repped the city. So I got to give him respect for that. He, he represented where he came from. But Keith Sweat was up there looking like he was about to put on a show. He he came dressed out and shoes, everything, head to toe. My favorite moment was when he did the All Me song from Drake Big Sean collab All Me and he flipped it. Let's do this, baby. Come on. I swear y'all just wasting y'all breath. I'm the light-skinned Keith Sweat. And took that. Drake's line when he said, I'm the light skin, keep sweat. I'm the light skin, keep sweat. I'm gonna make it last forever. And he was doing his little dance. Like that was, that was hilarious. Just seeing him do that dance to that. So yeah, Keith Sweat won this one and Soldier Boy won the other one. And just want to add a little onto that of who do we want to see next? So for me, I want to see a gospel versus. I know there's been one, but I do think it's time for another one. The first verses they had Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be nice to see the ladies next. So I want to see Tasha Cobbs. She's relevant, but she's also been in the game long enough. And I would like to see Yolanda Adams. Those would be my two. So I want that gospel versus Tasha Cobbs, Yolanda Adams. Swizz, Tim, make it happen. Who would you like to see for the next verses? Recently, Little Kim mentioned that she would want to do a versus with Nicki Minaj. I get it. Sort of Nicki Minaj is kind of today's Little Kim. Little Kim started this genre of rap. For good, for bad, or for ugly, whatever we want to say about it, I don't know if it really existed before Little Kim. So I do have to give her credit. She kind of celebrated the nasty, you know, however you want to look at it. She, she was talking her ish. She doesn't have as many songs. Oh no, no, Nicki no! Minaj does. The Queen has a lot of songs. Is that Brandy's brother? Put your lighters up. <laughs> Plus, she's been featured on a lot of stuff that wasn't her albums. The Mob Deep song that she's on, Junior Mafia stuff, Bad Boy stuff. I think she has a solid 20. Some people will go ahead and do it, but some people won't. I think Nicki Minaj might be one of the people who won't. I don't think Nicki Minaj would do the verses. If you look at it on the other side, a lot of people have strategically playing their verses with the release of new music. Every artist has said they've seen a boost in their catalog. So I do think if people put their ego aside and just see it as that 
celebration and a moment, especially when you're looking at the new way that album sales are really not as prevalent as they were before as far as a rollout goes. I think that verses will get to the point where it becomes part of the rollout. There really aren't those platforms where people can just go and say, okay, I have this project coming out. Let me go here and I know I'll get maximum exposure. Maybe with the exception of a few radio stations. So that's just my theory. Just to let you all know, we will start bringing some shorter, short form videos your way. They won't be our longer platform that you're used to. So instead of the podcast being an hour plus, it'll most likely be 20 minutes and under. Depends somewhere flexibility, depending on the topic. And as of now, we are stepping back from having guests. That might change. We did in our last video, letting people know that there would be some videos coming of interviews and it didn't really work out forward we will keep it in-house and we will be doing more exposure for businesses that are black owned businesses that provide things that we can show you while we're shooting so we'll begin to shoot more with some black owned businesses clothes so if you're a black owned business and you want your clothes shown feel free to reach out to us we'll definitely support and any other type of commercials or ad space can be placed on our audio as well as the visual. So just reach out and we'll find a way to still collaborate. But when it comes to the interviews, we are gonna keep those closed for now. And with that, that brings us to the end of season two, episode one, or episode 10. We'll see which, which one sticks, but it's a new season. It's our 10th overall episode, but it's the first episode of the new